Welcome to the Eat Right Nutrition Podcast, where we partner with experts in the health, wellness, and nutrition field to deliver you an excellent variety of content based on real science, real facts, and real food. I'm your host, Daron. And I'm Nicole. And today, we're going to talk about your life beyond macros. All right, Nicole, we're going to talk today about your life beyond macros or a client's life beyond macros, because this week I ran into what you and I run into as coaches. And that's, you know, some weeks you just feel like you're constantly putting out fires. In regards to your client. In regards to clients. Okay. And some weeks in what I mean by putting out fires is. Sometimes you have your clients that are, they just come and they're like, I quit. I can't do it. I, I, I don't want to do it. I never meant to do this. This isn't really what I want. Mm -hmm. My take on that is you do want it because you wouldn't have hired me if you didn't want it. And I think people go through the struggles of either outside stressors mm -hmm. in life that kind of get in the way of your goals. And one of the things that I emphasize is I, I've said it once and I'll say it again and I'll probably say it over and over and over again. Life doesn't care about your goals. Mm -hmm. You're always going to get thrown a curveball. Mm -hmm. You're always going to have something come up, whether it's family stuff, relationship stuff, friend stuff, work stuff, career stuff, Financial. education stuff, school stuff, whatever it is, whatever you have going on in your life, that's not going to stop. But right. that shouldn't discourage you from wanting what you want. When by the time clients reach you and I, mm -hmm. they've typically already tried things and failed. But mm -hmm. the fact that they've tried things over and over again, and now they're coming to you and I, and asking for help means that they've wanted it over and over again. They continue yeah. to want it. So what I want to kind of talk about is the default, mm -hmm. which when you're going through hard times with your fitness and your health and your wellness and all of these changes that you're trying to make, when you're going through those tough times, and this doesn't just apply to nutrition nutrition and fitness. I've faced this yeah. too with my career in the fitness industry. And you know what? Maybe this isn't what I want. Maybe this isn't where my life should be. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the default. The default is, well, you know what? I don't, I don't even really want it. I'm content. Yeah. Yeah. And the reality is, is that you're not content because you wouldn't have wanted to make the change in the first place. There is something deep inside of you that really wants this. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to break the cycle of going back to the default. Like, man, like, you know yeah. what? This, this wasn't meant for me. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to do this. And the, the thought of, you know what? I don't really want to be in such great shape or I, or I just don't want to make these changes. And the reality is we have to put things in perspective and we have to define what exactly is being in great shape. Mm-hmm. And we have to create goals along the way that are manageable. 
Yeah. I think because expectations are set really high, you know, you, you have this, you have a picture in your mindset of how it's going to go in terms of creating these changes from a nutrition and exercise standpoint or a lifestyle standpoint. And then when they don't go exactly the way we think that they're going to go, that's when the default mode comes in. We face roadblocks. We, you know, maybe face some fear, lose focus, maybe even a little bit of guilt and shame, feeling like I've done this. I've tried this so many times and I, I just can't, why can't I get this right? You know, that all those things, they resurface up every time. And those expectations kind of fall and then we feel like a failure or clients feel like a failure. I think everybody can say that they've experienced something like this in their life. But I think managing the expectations and taking a step back is is part of what I like to kind of address right at the beginning when I start with my clients and we start coaching is to really define exactly what this is going to look like, that there's going to be times when you don't get everything right and that's okay. And it's okay to not know what the next step is and not be afraid of, okay, so I, I made these mistakes this week and then I, and I don't really know where to go from here. And, and I think it's okay to let yourself feel that way. Like one of my biggest things is if you don't make mistakes, then you don't learn how to do better. So putting out fires of clients coming in being like, oh my gosh, I, d- I didn't hit my fiber goal or I didn't get my number of lifts in this week. Oh, okay. So what did you learn? Like, what could we do better? Why did those things happen? All those questions that you and I kind of start prying into and digging down deep for, if we don't have those difficult conversations, then we never really know where to go and how to create solutions to fix those. And it's going to happen so frequently. And that's what I mean by managing expectations. Like, I think people think I'm going to make this fiber I'm going to, I'm going to hit my fiber goal. I'm going to make this change and it's going to be perfect. And and we all know it doesn't happen that way. (laughs) And the expectation piece also is, you know, I I like to use that image. Sometimes I've sent this to clients, the image of like success, what it is, what people think it is versus what it is. Right. And people think it's linear, just upwards. Like I'm just going to make, I'm going to make this change this week and this change this week and this change this week. And there's just going to be perfect and there's not going to be ups, ups and downs, but that's not the reality of life, right? The reality of life is that success is all over the place, right? You're up, you're down, you're around, you're through. Like there's that image with that arrow. That's just kind of like this, you know, mess all over the place. And then you're still trending upwards, but there's ups and downs. And I I think it's very important to have that realization and also important to not think that, you know, sometimes even as coaches, you and I have to almost kind of keep us, keep ourselves in check. Cause as much as mm-hmm. we'd love to focus on the, the science, which is right. The, the calories, the macros, the meal frequency, the nutrient timing, right. The meat and potatoes of what we're trying to get across. Yeah. And when clients are like, all right, give me more. What's next? What's next? What's next weeks, week after week. And then you've built this thing for your client that, they just can't handle. It was too much, too fast. too fast. And then what happens is they hit a wall, they crash and burn and they say, fuck it. I, I'm not mm-hmm. doing anything. I'm not logging in my food journal. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting in my protein. I'm going to eat McDonald's. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing, you know, whatever. And and I quit. Right. And so I have those moments and I see it as soon as they yeah. stop logging in their food journal. Yeah, you know, what's coming. I'm like, oh, 
this is going to be a real conversation. Mm-hmm. And that conversation is a tough one, but it's a great conversation. Yeah, the see, real, I love those conversations. The conversations are great. They're awesome. It's the realization of let's put things in perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes clients also tend to like you tend to not give yourself credit for the work that you've done and the progress that you've made. Yeah, it's not the number on the scale isn't always going to move or budge. Mm-hmm. Right. But the habits that you've set forth. Right. If I have a client that has been eating consistently protein and fiber mm-hmm. meal by meal and the scale didn't budge, I don't care. That's a victory. Yeah, I agree. I think that's part of the self-trust. I have a lot of conversations about self-trust, like trusting yourself that even if the scale doesn't move, the things that you've continually done successfully, you have to trust in yourself that the more you do that, I call it flexing your muscle, you know, like in a different way, obviously, because each time you create a change and a small step gets stronger and you get closer and closer, stronger and stronger, you get better and better at it. And then before you know it, you look back and you've come so far. It's kind of like what I was saying when we were talking about strength training. Like I like notebooks because I like to write down what I lifted so that I can look back six months ago. I always take handwritten notes when I do my coaching. And I know you've seen all of my messy notes. I write all over my page because a lot of the times little tidbits of information that come out of a client's mouth, I'll go back and say to them, a couple of weeks ago, we had a conversation and you said this. And now today, look at look at the difference in your mindset from three weeks ago to today. So it's not always about the scale and the food and the science and all that stuff. It really is about the, the step-by-step progress that you make as you refocus, focusing on your successors versus focusing on things that you think you failed on this week. Hard conversations, whether it be with your client from a coaching standpoint or hard conversations with yourself as a client, like... It, as a coach, you gotta right? face it. Yeah, it's hard. And you know, the default that I've learned as a coach isn't to yeah, early on in my coaching, it was let me put it on me. Let, let me put it on the client. Like you're just not doing what you gotta do. Like you just gotta do it and get it together, right? But yes, nowadays the try harder. And now but nowadays coach. you and I've <laughs> had this conversation. It it always the it's the change in the default. And that's what I want yeah. the, our, our listeners and our audience listening to this is like we have default settings too, right? And the default mm-hmm. setting when you're starting early on as a coach is it's it's my client's fault, right? When in reality, it's you have to own it, the process as a coach and, mm-hmm. and think to yourself. So the default is, oh, it's the client's fault. When you have to shift the default, which today you and I as experienced coaches, yeah, right? With many years of experience, the default now is what can I do differently Oh, coach yes. this person through the process. Yeah, I pretty much have that conversation every day I drive home from work, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like I go through in my mind and I replay the conversation I had with clients and I think to myself, okay, what could I have, how could I have approached this differently? What could I have done better? And I like doing that because then the next session, I feel more prepared. I take notes. I sometimes write out conversations. And one of the other things I really love to do from a coaching standpoint is I write a letter to my client like per our conversation today, here are some of the things that are on my mind. And I literally like write it out. And then I take little highlighters and I like highlight chunks of words or sentences that I feel like resonate within that conversation that I have with the client. And then those are the tips and tools or 
conversation topics that I take in for my next session so that I have it on paper. Like it's creating solutions for your clients' obstacles is really what our job is. And that comes in many different forms. And let me tell you, I've had some really difficult conversations with myself as to how I can better coach my clients. And it's, I mean, I just love this stuff. The psychology and the conversations and working on breaking down barriers is, I feel like, one of my strong, you know, or one of my strengths, I should say. So this is, I, I love this topic. So for anyone listening, in terms of client or trainer, we have to work together as a team. It's nobody's fault. It's really about the communication and the trust from the coach to the client, the client to their self and the coach to their sense of self. I think oftentimes what we just talked about with us taking ownership of the process of like, hey, what can I do on my side? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a conversation that you as a client need to have as well. Absolutely. You going through this process is to take ownership of your process and say, what have I been doing? And a lot of it is is learning about yourself as an individual Mm -hmm. and seeing, okay, what have I been doing? What's working for me? What's not? What's most difficult for me to do? What do I need to scale back on? Right. And how do I take full ownership of this process and take accountability for for what I want. And on the other side, mm-hmm. me and you, you and I as coaches, we're looking at the same thing, but reflecting on ourselves. Right. And I think that's where, you know, the managing expectations mm-hmm. kind of comes in on on both ends, on the coach end and on the client end. Yeah, I have always been very um, direct in an honest way with my clients when I think this is a big deal when it comes to coaching is from the coach's side is if I feel like I've missed something or I take responsibility for it and I have a very honest conversation with my client and letting them know that so that they mirror that that conversation. So when they need to take responsibility for something, they know how that conversation then happens. We have to have some sort of um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like you have to set the tone or or um, be an example. This is what I was trying to say. Be an example so that they understand that that's how they need to reflect then on their own responsibility to their goals. You know, if they think you're just this perfect person and you walk around never having any faults and you're just this perfect coach, that can be really intimidating. I mean, I would never want to have honest conversation with someone that thinks they don't ever make mistakes no, you, you want to have, never you have, have fault. That con- you want to have that conversation and you want to allow a little bit of leeway for your clients sometimes, too. But you also as a coach want to want to know, you know, where, where to set the line of well, like the difficult of, part. Right. It's a it's a delicate balance. Yeah. Right. And I, I want to kind of highlight and emphasize a, a scenario of this. Mm-hmm. Right. So client A will call him. I don't know, Nicole. Give me a give me a name. Ben. Ben. Benjamin. Okay. Client A. Benjamin Button, uh, he is like, give me, give me, give me, give me. I throw more at me. I, I want this so bad, right? And and you and I see this mm-hmm. all too often is very ambitious from the start, mm-hmm. almost overly ambitious, and they want to go zero to sixty like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you as a coach, right? And to for me, I look at this and I, and sometimes we get lost in this like, oh man, cool, they're rocking out, right? Three, four weeks goes by and they've done <laughs> everything you've been telling them to do. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it all falls apart. 
Yeah. And then myself as a coach, I look at that and I'm like, oh, man, like Daron, you know better. Mm -hmm. Right. You know better. And you have to set the the expectation of you can't do this all at once. You can't sustain all those changes all at once. Mm -hmm. You need to take it step by step. And when you have that realization and your client feels like, man, I failed. First of all, you haven't failed. You, you're not a failure. You just have a minor setback. All right, cool. It's OK to take steps back. Not you. Nothing is perfect. You have to be OK with taking steps back. So Benjamin is like, I want to go <laughs> zero to 60 and then hits a wall, crashes and burns and then wants to quit. And then I have to intervene and say, OK, let me have a real conversation with you. Life is going to happen and it's okay. And I don't expect you to fulfill all of these habits that I want you to fulfill over the course of six months to a year in Mm -hmm. a period of a month. So Mm -hmm. then it's okay. Let's do this. Let's take a step back. I'm going to give you a list of habits and you're going to rate them all one to 10. Let's say I gave you 20 different habits that you can do Mm -hmm. and you're going to rate them all one to 10. And for listeners here, let's let's give some examples, right? I'm going to consume adequate protein, which is going to be your body weight in in protein per day, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to consume adequate water, which is going to be typically half your body weight in ounces per day. I'm going to consume adequate fiber, which is going to be for women, 25 grams per day, just ballpark, right? 25 grams per day for men, 30, uh, 35 grams per day or 14 grams per thousand calories that you're eating, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to start tracking my steps. I'm going to get three workouts in uh, today. I'm going to stop eating at 80% full. I'm going to eat more whole foods. I'm going to monitor my carbohydrate intake, right? Those are just some examples of habits. Now you take those habits and any other habits that you want to change and you put them in a list, rate them one to 10, one being there's no way I can do this right now, which is okay because as you build more habits on top of habits on top of habits at one Mm -hmm. point or another, you're going to feel more confident and comfortable to tackle the things that are lower on your list. And Mm -hmm. then 10 being, I can do this right now, no problem. And ideally you want to see where you're typically like a seven to 10 or an eight to 10, right? Mm -hmm. And choose those habits because you feel confident in doing that. Maybe it's taking a multivitamin every single day right? Mm -hmm. That's a simple habit. And the goal is to set you up for success. And for us as coaches, for myself, I gave Benjamin too many things at once and he, and they were too difficult for him to comply with and never really assessed, right? Us as coaches, we make mistakes too. And we fall into the trap of, man, my client's so ambitious and wants to get it done. And us as coaches, we sometimes forget that this is a long-term process. It's not zero to 60. It's not going to happen all at once, right? So rate those habits on a scale of one to 10. Choose the ones that you're most willing to comply with and set yourself up for success. Because if you set yourself up for success and let's say you chose, I'm going to take a multivitamin every day. All right, cool. Where are you going to now? Now you have to think about what you need to do behind that habit. Where are you going to put your multivitamin where you remember to take it every day? Is it mm-hmm. going to go on the kitchen counter? Is it going to go uh, in the on the bathroom sink? When you're brushing your teeth, you're going to look at it. You're going to be like, oh, shit, I got to take my multivitamin. Is mm-hmm. it going to go next to, on your nightstand next to your bed first thing in the morning with a glass of water? Right. Mm-hmm. You need to just 
build things around that to make sure that you're successful. Then you want to take a habit tracker, which is this is something that I do often with clients is I'll give them a habit tracker and it'll just be, you know, habit one, habit two, habit three in a row and then labeled the days of the week. And then you just check off your success. Right. So Mm -hmm. for clients who are like, I'm just so stressed out with the food journal. All right. Don't track your food. Track your habits. Yeah. Right. So that's scaling back when you've gone zero to 60 in you know, three and a half seconds and you're like, I, this is too much and it's too overwhelming for me. You need to scale back and you need to assess what am I willing to change right now? And once you've changed those things, then you go back to that list. You re-rate the things that you haven't done and you see where you fall on them now. And then you Mm -hmm. move forward on those habits that you want to change. And that doesn't just go for your nutrition. It goes for your life. And the reason why I wanted to call this episode beyond macros or life beyond macros is it's not about just your nutrition habits and your exercise habits and your fitness habits. It's about your life habits, right? Mm -hmm. When, when you and I talk about primary and secondary foods and we talk about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? So Maslow's Mm -hmm. hierarchy of needs goes in a, it's a pyramid at the bottom of the pyramid. You have food, air, water, shelter, right there. There it's a list of basic human needs. So you've got food, air, water, shelter. You go above that. You've got your safety needs. You've got your uh, security and safety. You go above that. You've got uh, your your belongingness and, and your love needs, right? Relationships with friends, relationships with a significant other, romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are, And then you have esteem, self-esteem, uh, feeling of accomplishment above that, right? Those are your psychological needs. And then you've got the top of the pyramid, which is self-actualization, uh, realization of, of achieving your potential yeah, and, and, and your purpose. Right. And, and that is, that's what we should ultimately strive for. Now, looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's, it's set up in a pyramid, like, okay, you need these things first in order to accomplish this, but I don't see it really as that. I see it more so as a web and they're all intertwined and you need to be focusing on all of these things together and building habits in all of those things mm-hmm. at this, like you need to work on your relationships. You need to work on your food. You need to work on your stressors, right? It's not that, Hey, I'm going to, eat, I'm going to exercise, right? I'm, I'm going to have food and water and I'm going to have security. And those things come first. It's that you need to look at how all of them affect each other, right? And that's why I say it's a web, right? Because if your relationships with other people suck, that's an outside stressor that's going to affect your decision making <laughs> in the foods that you're eating, right? And that's what you and I talk about with the primary and secondary foods mm-hmm. and, and, and so on and so forth, right? And if you're eating crappy, you know, you might be grumpy, yeah. right? Or if you're in a caloric deficit and you haven't done what you needed and, and, and you're hungry all the time and you're hangry, you take it out on other people that affects your relationship. So they all affect each other. Yes, because we and, don't just nourish our body with food. <laughs> we nourish our body with all of the things that you just listed as well. So it's right. a nourishment web. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I said to you the other day when we talked, I said, Nicole, I, I don't feel at times when you hire a nutrition coach, if a nutrition coach isn't focused on your life shit. Yeah. And I know that hiring a a nutrition coach, you don't really think 
this person's going to talk to me about my outside stressors, right? Mm-hmm. No, this person's just going to talk to me, talk to me about food and exercise. Cause that's what they do. Like stay in your lane. Right. It's more than that. Because if I, if you can't get, if I can't help you get your life shit together, then I can't help mm-hmm. you get your, your food in order. Right. Right. And if your coach is only focusing on calories, macros and, and, and uh, exercise, you know, exercise and water intake and things like that, they're missing a huge opportunity to coach you. Yeah. I, and I, I told you the other day, I was like, I, I don't see myself as a nutrition coach. I see myself as more of a, you and I are more of consumption coaches. Mm-hmm. Right. And what I mean by that is all of the things that you consume on a daily basis, which are, mm-hmm. you know, your food, your water, your exercise, your stressors, your relationships with other people, mm-hmm. your, um, th- your, your, things that you do for yourself, your self-care, right? You're consuming Mm -hmm. those things on a daily basis. Those are things that you need to feed your soul. And I Mm -hmm. kind of feel like I sound a little woo-woo or woo-wee saying that, right? (laughs) Like kind of hippy-dippy, but those are things that feed you. And those are things that you're consuming on a daily basis. You're on social media. If you're following somebody with negative content all the time, that's going to affect you. Yeah. Right. Surrounding yourself with people that are like-minded, which I also say is super important, right? If you're in a situation where you are trying to get together with with and have a good relationship with your food and your exercise, and you're constantly surrounded by people who are kind of downplaying it and you like, oh, come on, just eat whatever. Like if they and, suck the life out of you is how not, I say it. If they're not helpful and they're not <laughs> in line with your goals and this goes for life goals, too. Right. Yeah, everything. I, I, the most successful people in life have always said if you want to be successful, you have to surround yourself with people who are successful, right? And who will pull you up because people yeah. who are successful and who have already come before you and done what, what it is you want to do, mm-hmm. they'll typically put an arm out and pull you up, right? right? Versus people who are where you're at or beneath where you want to be, they try and keep you down in that space. Like, no, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're crazy. You can't do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you if you've got friends like that, you need to reassess and maybe meet a buddy at the gym and meet somebody who's like minded and, and wants to help you and see you grow in this process. Absolutely. You want to stay away from the people that pull you away from your goals. You want the chair, a good cheering section to support you and still challenge you at the same time. And, and to me. It's very important to have those people and it's also very important and it's very difficult. I'm not saying it's easy by any means. It's very difficult. A, a lot of times, you know, people say something like, oh man, you don't want to do that. That's a pipe dream. It's it's sometimes hard to like, you have to listen to yourself mm-hmm. internally and what you actually want mm-hmm. and say to yourself, well, no, this is something I want. Like, I'm not going to listen to that. Yeah. Because I to bring myself around people that make me laugh. I feel like laughter is such an important part of what nourishes me. You know, like times are going to be tough and things are going to be hard. And but if people can make me laugh and we have a good chuckle over something like that always makes me feel so much better. So you you have to figure out, again, what nourishes you, the type of people are part of that nourishment. And to me, it's I have no problem at this stage in my life. Hey, if you're going to be negative and you're going to be constantly, constantly shooting, shooting down my dreams and my goals and all the things that I want to do and accomplish and achieve. Mm-hmm. whether it be physical, mental, social, whatever it is, mm-hmm. snip, snip, like you're done, you're gone, you're out. 
Goodbye. I don't want to associate with you. I, I, I have a, a small circle of, of people that are supportive. Maybe they don't entirely understand what I'm trying to do in life, but that's mm -hmm. okay. As long as they support me and they lift me up. And when I, when I win, they cheer me on and they're happy for me. Yeah. Right. So I have no problem cutting people out and surrounding myself with new people that are going to help me to level up. Mm -hmm. And that's the name of the game. And that's why it's important that it's beyond macros and it's beyond calories and it's beyond the exercise. It's also your life shit and being able to level up as a human being. Now, mm -hmm. what I find is some clients aren't in the they don't come to you in that headspace. Right. But I think one of the most beautiful things and you and I have talked about this. One of the most beautiful things is when a client comes to you and they have had the realization that they want to level up as a human being. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is shout out to Jay Tita. Right. Because yeah. this this vibes with us. Right. Yeah. And when you decide you want to level up as a human being and you're going to do that at all costs and realize that there's going to be ups and downs in the process and that you have mm -hmm. some unhealthy habits and, and you need to establish some good habits mm -hmm. just in life in general. Mm hmm. When clients realize that, to me, that's a beautiful thing because I'm like, all right, now like you're ready, right? Yeah. You you are ready to make these changes because we're vibing. We're in the yeah. same mind space. And I'm going to help you through this process with the information that that I know that's gotten me to where I am and where I want to go. I'm not I'm still figuring it out in the process, mm -hmm. but in, in my own process. But there are a lot of things that I know in terms of, you know, you and I know in terms of what we've what we've seen, what we've done, what we've researched and 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 where we've where we've been and where we're going. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing to go down that path. Yeah. Well, there's two pieces to you being a coach and being a human, being a client and being a human. I mean, you can't really just focus on all the science stuff and only on the education. There has to be a human quality to the relationship, the conversations, um, the questions and you know, just the dynamic between you and your client. I love talking to people. I mean, it really comes down to that. Like, I just ask a million questions. People always laugh at me, but I just want to know more. The more I know, the more I can help you. The more I know, the more I can find solutions to whatever obstacles you may be facing. And the more things I learn in the process as a coach. So I'm down for anything. Right. And that speaks to from a client perspective. Don't shy away from talking about your life shit with your coach. Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> you, it's important. Yeah. It's important to know what are you going through that's driving these decisions? Exactly. Right? You hired me for nutrition, but I need to help you in this area in order for you to fix that to fix something else. Yeah. Right. They're all interconnected. It, it mm -hmm. goes way beyond the macros. It goes way beyond the calories. I, I'll say it over and over again. <laughs> And it's 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 life. Your nutrition and your life are not separate things. They're together mm -hmm. in one. Your habits are all together. If you've got a bad habit with your nutrition, chances are you probably have that same bad habit in some other area of your life. And you, you, you have to fix that and you have to look at it as one. It's mm -hmm. your entire life. And when you begin to untangle those things and, and have those realizations, that's where the magic happens and that's where the change happens. Yeah. I think a lot of the time when clients hit a wall and maybe start pulling back from creating change, it's it's more of an emotional wall 
like they start to feel like, wow, this is harder than I thought, or I really thought I would be able to do this easier. Like these, these questions and concerns start popping up this emotional bubble. And that's when they go, I don't want to check to see if I hit my fiber goal. I, I, I haven't done it in the past. I'm never going to be able to do it. This is, I'm done. So those are the things you want to coach them through because it's okay. It's okay that you haven't hit it. Let's figure out why. Let's dig a little deeper and come up with a maybe a better plan to your point and not being afraid of that. And I think that really is a really a great coach is someone that puts the client's mind at ease, but also helps them through deciphering where these emotions may be coming from and why they feel that way those deeper kind of root cause issues of what's going on. And it makes sense that someone, a client would step back and be like, well, wait a second. I didn't think we were going to be talking about this, or I don't know if I even really feel comfortable with you specifically talking about this. And that's where the deeper questions, the harder questions and those times to reflect and give them a minute to like take a step back. You know, I think you as a coach, we have to decide when to push and when to give them some time to reflect because reflection is a huge part of growth and development in any part of life. But from a nutrition standpoint, I'm like, I have done this with clients. Take a week or take a cup or not a week. That's an exaggeration. <laughs> take a minute in our conversation and be like, I just want you to think for a second, like, how did you feel? What were your expectations? What did you see happening? And what can I help you with? What, what do we really need to talk about today? And I think coaches talk way too much. The client needs to do most of the talking unless you get in that situation where, listen, what you're talking about is kind of like that, that reactiveness, right? And mm -hmm. that's something that as human beings, we need to kind of learn to not do. Or, or no, not we need let, to do let, it. Not, not let it control every, right? It's right. Okay, cool. You, you get, it's just, uh, I'm not going to be reactive. I'm not going to be reactive, right? I'm having a tough time with this. I hit a wall. And I'm just going to take a step back. I'm not going to run, right? The reaction is to run, mm -hmm. right? And you you got to just take a step back and reevaluate and look at your priorities and say, okay, well, this is a priority. This is something that I genuinely want. I've wanted it for a long time. I'm not going to go back to the default because mm -hmm. when I react, I go back to the default. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to assess the situation and I'm going to problem solve. Yeah. And I'm going to sit down with my coach together and we're going to figure this thing out. Right. Yeah. Maybe I can't do all this at once right now. I can't do it right now. Right? This is Maybe why. Well, this is why I was just going to go back to the habit tracker you're talking about. This is why documentation is such an important piece to my practice. The habit tracker that you were talking about a minute ago where you're documenting how many days I save every single piece of paper that my clients fill out, like protein trackers or anything that they fill out. I will always bring that back up and be like, here, look at what you've accomplished. Here, look at what you did last year. Here, look what you did six months ago. Here, look at this. Look at this. How can you sit in front of me and tell me that you've done nothing? Yeah, and look at where you were six months ago and look at where right. you are now. I think it's really important from a visual standpoint because we forget. I mean, if I asked you where you were five years ago, you'd be like, oh, well, I was training. But if I really pulled out a sheet of paper and was like all of had, had a list of things that you've accomplished, You'd be like, oh, man, I forgot I took that class. And well, look at look at this, right? I look at this. I, I look at the podcast. Perfect example. You yeah, have, of course. You and I have had this conversation, right? Six months ago, a podcast wasn't a thought. And I've definitely always, not. <laughs> so, so I have always personally had this vision of Eat Right Nutrition. And you and I discussed this, right? I moved back to New York and I said, 
Nicole, I'm going to finally build this thing. I mean, I've been talking about building this thing for 10 years, right? And at one point, I, I kind of had to put my, my some things in perspective, right? Six months ago, there wasn't a single episode even talked about for a podcast, mm -hmm. right? And now here we are, 21 episodes in, and that's progress. And our audience has doubled over the course of the last month. Yes, our audience also has no idea what we've done on the back end. Right. All the conversations and, you and I have had. And and it's like, oh, man, Nicole, I can't do this. This fucking sucks. <laughs> like, you know, take a deep breath. Look at all you've accomplished. You're not where you want to be, but you're heading in the right direction. That yeah. is the thing that you would need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. Look back on all you've accomplished and see that you're heading in the right direction and it will come. Yeah. I say Excellent. it all the time. You're going to have setbacks. Progress comes in uneven spurts, not steady increments. Yeah. And the mistakes are the juiciest part. I talk to my clients about this so much. They'll be like, Nicole, I missed three workouts. I'm like, great. What are you talking about? I'm like, great. Let's talk about it. Why did you miss them? What happened? What came up this week? What's going on? Like, tell me about it. And sometimes just unloading and being able to tell a trusted person, like, this is how I'm feeling. This is the reason why. And then to have a discussion about creating solutions, it immediately takes you to a place where you feel like, oh, wow. Okay. I, I It's okay that I missed my workouts this week. I can just get back on track and do them next week. And now I'm prepared, which is where the preparation and time management piece to coaching that I love comes in. It's like, okay, so like what happened on Monday that you didn't get your workout? Well, I woke up late and I stayed up late and I did this. And then you, they give you the list of all the things that and like, I didn't ricocheted. plan or and I didn't. Plan. Yeah. Okay. So what are the solutions that we make going forward so that maybe that doesn't happen as frequently? Not that it's never going to happen again, but it doesn't happen as frequently. And it lends you closer towards that being on the latter end of your weeks rather than it, it happens every week. Because if it's happening every week, then we have to have an honest conversation that if you're missing all of your workouts, we're not going to get anywhere. So there's, you know, that in between of finding the solution and then just, you know, not getting anything done. We've got to, we've got to have an in between. You got to just dig in. Like one of the things that I find to be really incredible that I've learned both personally and professionally is that taking massive action will always lead you closer to your goal. doesn't matter if it's a teeny step or a teeny thing that you do each week that gets you closer or kind of big rocks that you gain momentum. And then, then all of a sudden the rocks rolling down the hill and you're chasing after it because it's just gone and you're doing so well. So and I take think action. One of, one of just get, we, do we something. Need, we need to stop comparing ourselves to other people. Well, yes, we need to stop thinking that other people are perfect. Right. And oh, we, come on. Compare, we need to compare ourselves today versus ourselves six months ago. Listen, yeah. if you're in the same place that you were six months ago, well, after you assess and reevaluate, then, you know, that's something that you want to address. But but even I mean, then, like even then, because so many clients come and be like three years ago, I tried to lose weight and I'm still exact same weight and I'm still not losing weight. I'm like, OK, great. And they again, Nicole, what are you talking about? Great. I'm like, OK, this is the juicy part. This is the stuff that we need to like hammer out because you can come and see me and I can tell you all the same things that your previous coach told you and you can still be at the same weight. Or we can dig deep. We can really lock in on these expectations. We can have these difficult conversations. And if you're down to do it, I'm going to be right down there in the trenches with you. So let's get to it. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? And we can talk about life beyond macros.
And I, you know, I think if you're coming into this, I think the moral of the story is if you're coming into this with the expectation that it's just about your food and, and your, your nutrition and your exercise, you need to dig deeper and you need to look at your life and you need to look at what, what you need or what you want as a human being and what you need to feel fulfilled. And if nutrition is a piece of that, then we'll work on that. But there are other areas of opportunity for you to create good, healthy habits that will make you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. That will allow you to create other good, healthy habits in your nutrition and your exercise. Yes. That's all we got for you for today's hard conversation. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this episode, click subscribe, give us five stars and comment, share this with a friend, and you'll hear us next week. 